Welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We truly hope you're blessed as you listen to this week's message. All right, come on in. Yeah, I I need a little help today. Hey, Colin, Eunice, John Dre, I need some help today. You guys are way too far away from me today. Can you guys move up to the two front rows, that whole little group back there? I'm really serious. I, I got something in my spirit. I'm just gonna, I want you guys to come up. Come on up. Bradley, come on up. Come on up. Yeah, no, John, the front row is empty. Come on up. Brian, I'm not going to quit. Come on, Brian, Sarah, Lindsay, Lita, come on up, guys, for me. I really need your help today. So if I didn't need your help, I've never done this before. Come, come on up. Some, some of you guys, Eunice, can you guys yeah, sit it together? You, you, you can spread out a little bit. All right. Now, okay, now, look, now I need help. Now the church is tilted this way. Okay, so I need, like, I need like six people to come over here in the front row. Greg Palmer, come over here. Come on, Greggy. Greggy, come on, buddy. Isn't it funny how everybody gets used to sit in the same spot, in the same seat, every single Sunday? Mark, you're going to sit right in front with me, buddy. Come on. Come on, Mark. There, there you go. There you go. All right. How many of you know that sometimes by shifting, by shifting something, it, it actually changed the atmosphere this morning? It really did. Now, I love all this little group so much that I, I can't even see you sometimes back there. But I walked, this is where I want to tell you that I'm serious. When I walked past you in my preparation, the, again, you guys, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being very serious, but, but want to make it kind of light. This beautiful group sits in the back. I walked by him this morning, and the energy that I felt from the group was like electrifying. So why wouldn't I want this group to be up closer to me, right? That doesn't mean that, but it just, am I making any sense? Because I want to tell you what's happening. In the spirit, I want you to make believe that you're tuning into your favorite radio station, okay? Whatever radio, we used to have radios. (laughs) I'm realizing now that we don't, I'm realizing now that if you're under 20, you might... A radio had a tuning dial. <laughs> On alarm clocks, it might still be there. Now we just press buttons, and we got an iPod, you know, we, we shuffle little knobs, everything's crazy now, right? But just for a minute, there is a frequency that is literally happening right now. So I just want you in the spirit, and if you don't do this, practice this, just... There's a frequency, there's a tuning in. So I kind of like, you know, 101.3, you know, the warm, loving, soft rock, right? But I'm tuning in, and here's what's interesting. You guys know how this tuner works? You get white noise and static. 
and there's interference, and there's white noise, then all of a sudden you tune it in. Can you hear it? You tune it in, and all of a sudden you can hear it crystal clear. And you've just tuned in. You've tuned in to the frequency of heaven. The frequency of heaven is real. The frequency of heaven is real. I, I wanted to, uh, I have, I just looked it up, trying to look it up. Um, it's just not tuning into 101.3 or 98 PXY, right? It's also the rate. Dick, help me with this. Frequency. The rate that you're hearing it over and over again. It's a frequency. It's being, sounds are being released. Things are shifting. See, so it's not just not being tuned in. It's there's a rate of frequency that's coming. Okay? You with me? Everybody with me? So the, the sound of heaven is real. As real as I'm speaking to you is his voice. His voice, his voice, the Spirit of God speaking to us is a reality as clear as my voice that you can hear right now in the natural. We've got to be tuned into that frequency. It's not complicated. It's just, Lord, I want to tune into your voice. I saw the Lord today taking lenses and cleaning lenses so that our eyes can clearly see. I saw him adjusting our ability to have the frequency of heaven because heaven is as real as anything that's real. And he wants us to be able to hear his voice. The truth is resounding in heaven. We're tuning in to a frequency that is real as my voice is that you can hear it. So I ask you to come up not in a joking way, but there was an energy, there was support, there was love. I tuned into a frequency that I literally am being encouraged by you. I want us to understand that we have the ability to shift things. Sometimes it's just doing something simple like that. Is anybody... Did anybody feel it besides me? I, if you didn't, that's okay. Did anybody feel a shift? It's okay, it's okay. I might be the only one. I didn't hear, I didn't see anybody. If, if, okay, so okay, there was a few of you. Because I didn't know, honestly. You felt it too, Colin? There was a shift. Okay. Okay. This is where, anybody see the cool, fun little, uh, anybody like TED Talks? TED Talks are kind of awesome. Anybody see the cool little video, kind of not mocking TED Talks, but it was really funny? This is, this is your average TED Talk speaker, now gets drink, moves over to the right side of the stage. <laughs> Sips, does a cordial smile, hoping to engage everybody, whether it was good or not. <laughs> Slowly paces to the other side of the room, throws out a great fact about something, maybe even uses a graft. Gets their attention. Sounds smart. Seems intelligent. <laughs> I thought it was hysterical because the truth is you're watching the clip and you're laughing because if you go to like, 
you know, public speaking school or how to deliver a message. It's like everybody's got the, you know, this is what you got to do. So I just thought it was funny. Because, <laughs> um, you know, that, that you realize now you're evaluating everything that you do. No, comes up to the stage slowly, puts his hand down, looks up. <laughs> Congregation on the edge of their seats. Hopefully I have something good for them to hear. They're engaged. <laughs> Some of you, you know, you guys are getting it. That was that. That's what it was all about. Last week, how many of you heard last week and heard Steve talk about the greenhouse? It was powerful. If you didn't get online, here to hear, listen to it again. But he, he painted a picture of a greenhouse. New Hope is a greenhouse. It's thriving, good soil, good things happening. And Steve's first job was in a greenhouse, and he related the story of, of what that meant to be. Uh, his first job being in the greenhouse, things he've learned. Um, I've been, been I, I shared with him, if we were here, uh, just a little recap. Uh, my wife and I love going to wineries, and we love uh, getting intoxicated on wine. No, that was a joke. Um, uh, light buzz, non-intoxicated, um, good times, freedom, liberty, joy, and the Holy Ghost. Wineries are great, the vineyard new wine, and we were literally at Dr. Frank's. The roots go down 22 feet deep. We're looking at a vineyard, oldest one in North America, 60 years it's been planted. So this idea of roots. So guess what, just for the fun of it, my, I have several jobs. Um, I just celebrated, if no one, no one noticed, but that's okay, no, I'm, I'm teasing. Um, can't get too much teasing. I just completed 12 years here at New Hope. 12 years. It is amazing how fast to me the 12 years, but I talk to people and say, how long you've been doing this full time? I left Cintas 12 years ago. So I'm in my 13th year. I always tease Mark there. I'm in my 13th year, Mark. It's been like five days. But the jobs that I've had to prepare me for the call that God in my life, see, there's... Don't, 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 what's the word? Um, not under, underestimate. Thank you, Cheryl. Don't underestimate the preparation that God has for you now, the now moment, because it usually has something to do with your future. So if you're, again, uh, I didn't even get a chance to introduce myself. I got all tense on the frequency thing. Uh, I am Pastor Ralph. I know we have a few guests here, and I'm a part of the pastoral team. But here's kind of some of my resume. If you want to know my preparation for being a really good pastor, my primary gift is pastor. I love people. My primary gift is pastoring people. And I picked up garbage for two and a half years. I picked up garbage for two and a half years. One of the best jobs I ever had. It's definitely in, in amazing shape if you see old pictures. We did it old school. We didn't have the truck with the little thing that lifted. We went behind the house with dollies, dumped it into a big basket, drove it out to the truck, had to shimmy it up and shake it like three times. Do that for two and a half years. John Dre, you won't have to go to the gym no more. <laughs> so I picked up garbage for two and a half years. Then for almost 17 years, I sorted laundry. Sintas. 
My buddy Greg worked with me. Jeff used to work there. Let me tell you, a lot of laundry. Pants, shirts, dirties, cottons, polyesters. A lot of dirty laundry. You know what's so cool about working in the laundry business, right? Everybody go to dry cleaner? Come in, drop your old dirty stuff off, pick up the new stuff, right? Hang it in there, it's all plastic. Or the guys get new uniforms. And then, and then one of the neat jobs I had, I did it for like nine years, I repaired things. Now, maybe you guys don't know, but the vinyl and leather repair, upholstery business, we repaired things. We restored things. At one point, I had a, self, a small little part-time business. It was called Ralph's Restoration. <laughs> Ralph's Restoration. All preparation for what God had, would have for me down the road. It's just an encouragement. Where you are now might not be where you'll be in 10 years, but I guarantee God's preparing you for something. Guarantee it. So picking up garbage, sorting laundry, repairing things, that's part of my, part of my little history. And now I get to love people and work with people, encourage people. And some of the, some of the things that you really learn is that you walk people through some stuff. And I'm going to kind of talk about today. But before I do that, I want to just read some scripture. How many of you just love the Bible? I hope you love the Bible. It hit me this morning. I love the Word of God. I love the Bible. We need to be encouraged to continue to read the Bible. Now, we don't read the Bible anymore. I don't know about anybody else, but I don't read the Bible out of uh, obligation or duty. I don't read the Bible to get close to God. I don't read the Bible for any legalistic performance mindset. But man, do I love reading the Bible. Because there's life in the Bible. And I'm going to read some scriptures today because um, I have a lot of scriptures because the Lord said, when you say something, I'm going to say, I'm going to say one, like I got a list, but we are citizens of heaven. Where, where did, was it, did Ralph make that up? No, go to Philippians 3.20. It says our citizenship is in heaven. Philippians 3.20, our citizenship is is in heaven. How about 2 Corinthians 4.18? This is going to go to um, part of the frequency thing now. 2 Corinthians 4.18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary or temporal, and what is unseen is eternal. You, You ever just like take that we fix our eyes on what is, we fix our eyes not on what is seen. Do you realize every one of us lives most of our life in the natural world? What we see. But the scripture is so able to instruct us, build us, communicate to us, teach us this is a whole new realm. There's realms of reality. So we fix our eyes not on things that are seen, but things that are unseen. We're going to be talking today about things that are unseen. 2 Corinthians 4. We're going to talk about how our eyes see and how our minds think. I could call this, um, as I read some of these scriptures, I want you to see a picture, because pictures are great. I personally, my personal walk with Jesus, I am completely rooted and grounded in his love. I have loved Jesus for 36 plus years. He's transformed my life. 
I said yes to Jesus, received him in my heart, have been transformed by his love and power since March of 1980, over 36 years ago. You know that vineyard we went to? My roots are deep. They're deep. But without the word of God, I have no foundation. Without the word of God, there is no root structure. Everything I believe is rooted and grounded in the word of God. I can stand on it as as, as secure as anything in my life because the word of God is true. So my mind has to be in alignment with what the word of God says. Colossians 3.1, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things or temporal things. Here's where I wrote down frequency. Frequency, the rate. What is being released from heaven? The, release, the, the rate of frequency. Do you know that God has been, that, that heaven has a sound, it's resounding, and he, God, in the spirit realm, in the heavenly places above He's speaking all the time. So set our heart. We have instructions here. Set our hearts on things above where Christ is. I pray and hope that the hope that you have is completely anchored in truth. Hope is not out there like it's just hope. It's anchored in a reality. Okay? Hope is anchored in a reality. So here's what I wrote about hope. Hope is anchored in reality. Hope is the state of things as they actually exist. Rather than, they, rather than as they may appear or be imagined. When you have faith in Jesus Christ and you are living for Christ and somebody who doesn't know Christ says, I don't believe what you believe. How many? I, I am fine with that. You don't have to believe what I believe because I've had an encounter with Jesus that transformed my life. You don't have to believe it. For me, I am so anchored and secure. It is a reality for me. It's as reality as you bang this thing, you bang the corner of this with your head going, falling at four miles per hour, you're going to get a gash in the side of your brain, right? Is that a reality? If I take a knife and stab my hand, is it going to bleed? That's a reality, right? If I drive a car into a tree at 40 miles an hour, is it going to have a collision? Come on, be with me here. Is that a reality? Am I a citizen of heaven? Yes. Where do I need to set my heart and my mind above on heavenly things? Am I seated with Christ in heaven? Come on. The Bible says we are seated with him in heavenly places. I have been crucified with Christ, dead and buried with Christ. I've risen with Christ. I am in Christ Jesus. Never to be separated from him. Never working to have him any closer. We sing a lot of songs. You know that song, We Come Alive in the River? I love that song. I asked Jen if we could do that song today. All week I'm singing, We come alive in the river. And then I start Spiritics in the River. You know why? I don't got to go to church to be in the river. 
the living water actually is like, whoa! You realize that the stream, rivers of living water are right in here? I mean, come on. That's a reality. This is, this is not Pastor Ralph's positive thinking class. Please. I hope this is true. Anchored, rooted, grounded, absolutely as much as you can hear my voice. If you have faith in the Bible, faith in Christ, these are realities. Realities will change your life. Realities will change your life. Reality is the state of things as they actually exist. Rather than as they may appear or might be imagined. How about this? A still broader definition includes everything that has existed, exists, or will exist. Doesn't that sound like who was, who is, who is still to come? Colossians 3.1, since then you have been raised with Christ, a reality. Set your heart on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, reality, a different realm, not in the natural, in a different realm. I need to see it. I need to understand it. I need to believe it. I need it to be my reality. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. I mean, i got to find this one. Remember that one when I get to it. Powerful truths spaced in reality. 1 Corinthians 2, 16. But we have the mind of Christ. I'm telling you. These will rock you, change you, transform you from the inside out. Because it breaks confusion. I talked to Jen this morning. Jen and I had a great time. Jen, Jen, you still here? Where are you, Jen? Where, where are you? Oh, okay, sorry. Cheap seat. Sorry, okay, Jen. I'm teasing. Anybody in the back, I'm teasing. Jen's in the back. Can't see her, but that's okay. We were together yesterday. We have been preparing and praying all week. We're believing for manifestations of his presence at greater levels than we've ever experienced. And yet we get here on a Sunday... And it seemed like, mm. You guys ever do that? It seemed like, mm. Did I shower today? What's going on? Why, why, why does it, why does it sometimes feel like we're walking through mud? Right? You're walking, ooh. Is it, is it, but guess what the Lord showed me during worship? You do not dismiss the 15th anniversary of 9-11 on a Sunday morning. It's not like just skip into church, happy-go-lucky, everything is great, I got a new car. It is September 11th, 2016, the 15th anniversary, okay? Here's the reality. How many of you know if I shoot a gun that there's residue on my hand? How many of you know you can't see the residue? How many of you know the reality that that happened this morning? Because whether you're aware of it or not, in the spirit realm and the frequency of heaven, it wasn't resistance. Here's where I love the Holy Spirit. It wasn't like, ah, the saints of God are in a little bit of funk today. The saints of God ain't, ain't with it today. The whole nation's mourning today. 
the whole nation is grieving an event. And whether we are in tune to it or not, it's a big deal. And there's residue from that day 15 years later. Because I guarantee if you're old enough, you know exactly where you were, exactly what you were doing, and it will be images are in your mind that will never go away. So we're part of a bigger nation. We're part of something bigger, right? So, so understand my heart here is that, um, honestly, I don't know why I even shared that because it, it was not in my notes. And I love when sometimes somebody shouts out something. Ted, Ted talk. Preacher walks over to Edge. Another sip of water. Hoping that somebody yells out something. Discerning. Yes. Thank you, Chris O'Reilly. Just to break the ice a little bit. He's hoping the audience stays focused with him, even though he might be scattered himself. Press, presses in quietly. Not, do not show nervousness. <laughs> Project complete confidence. Go to next scripture. Here we are. <laughs> Slowly lift eyes once more. With such an intensity. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 16. But we have the mind of Christ. Now here's it. That's either true or it's not true. Okay? That's true or it's not true. Why do we, why do we walk through the mud of confusion? We are seated with him. We know him. Our frequency. The Bible is true. Paul the Apostle said we have the mind of Christ because we are a new creation. And we have a new heart. We're not the wicked old heart anymore. We've been made alive in Christ. We were quickened when we bowed and said yes to Jesus. The old man is gone. We've become a new man. Your sins have been forgiven. If, if, If our sins have been forgiven is not a reality. It's gotta be a reality. Right? James 3, verse 17, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Wisdom that we can have from heaven. See, there's wisdom from heaven. I love this. Think on these things. The Bible is so beautiful. It gives us instruction. Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Oh, my goodness. Right? My mind wants to drift or wander to here, and the Word of God says, no, let's make an adjustment and alignment. Think on these things. Right? Think on these things. Whatever is true, 
whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. So now I'm going to go jump ahead a little bit. I, lo- I, can, I got this today. I'm telling you, I got it. Because what I realized is, okay, it's, there is somewhat of a crazy order to this thing. It's going to come together nicely. It's going to land properly. I personally have been accused. One of the accusations that comes, comes against me over 36 years of my Christian life, it's been honestly painful at times, misunderstood, is I have been accused of being positive. Too joyful. Joyful, joyful, too joyful. Not based in reality. A lot going on in the world. I've been accused of experiencing uncontrollable bliss. Wait till you hear the definition of bliss in our normal dictionary. Bliss. Somehow, the good news of Jesus Christ has captured my heart so fully that I have bliss. I have perfect happiness. I have great joy. I'm so happy that typically, so as to be oblivious to anything else. (laughs) A state of spiritual blessedness, typically, that that's reached after death. That's what it says in the dictionary. That's what it says in the dictionary. You're so happy that typically you're oblivious to anything else. A state of spiritual blessedness typically that's reached after death. If you know me, how many remember that little button? What what store was that? Target button? You hit it? Staples. Staples. What was the button on it? The easy button, right? Easy, I love, right? So, one day, so in the spirit, I, I got a big button that said, wow, was there on it? You know, so like I'm studying, I'm spending time with the Lord, and I'm like, hit the, I'm hitting the red button and saying, wowzer. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm filled with bliss. I'm filled with bliss and people are getting mad. I'm filled with bliss because people think I'm not grounded in the reality of the current day. People are getting mad at me because on CNN, the world's falling apart. On CNN, the world's falling apart. And the Christians are mad because Hillary might be president. And everybody's mad that Trump might be president. (laughs) And and everybody's upset about something. Now, i got to find this page because this is an important page. Hold on. No, I'm telling you, I'm not going to get lost here. So during worship, come on, I just wrote this one. Hold on. I will find it. Oh, speaker now says... Maybe talk to the partner next to you, see how they're doing. Just maybe some eye contact. Um, okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I wrote this one during worship, so it's fresh. It's got to be right here, right? You're right. Let's try this side. Thank you, Colin. 
Okay, hold on. What was I talking about? <laughs> bliss. Bliss. Unexplainable bliss. Okay, I got it. It's in my spirit. I just wrote it. I've been accused of this bliss, and I'm worshiping this morning. Sometimes I can't even stand. And I wrote it down fresh. If you guys ever see me pull out my little pad, it's a fresh download. And here's what I wrote down. Oh, my goodness, Lord. If people only knew in my lifetime the pain that I've actually experienced. If they only knew the true pain I've ever experienced, the heartache that I've actually experienced, the disappointment that I've actually experienced, the sense of loss or death that I've actually experienced, why would people accuse me of being too happy or being too positive or being full of this unexplainable joy bliss if they only knew the reality that I've had to walk through some fire? But in the midst of any fire that I've ever walked through in my life, compared to, compared to my relationship with Jesus Christ and what he's accomplished for me, what he has provided for me, the provision of joy, compared to anything that I've ever experienced, it's not even close. It's not even close. So there's no excuse because the Bible is rooted and grounded in the Bible. It says nothing can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. Death, persecution, angels. There is nothing that can separate you from this bliss, this unexplainable bliss, this joy of the gospel, this reality How about this one? Typically reached after death. How many of you know you can live like you already died? Right? Come on. You can live like you already died. Because here's a reality that's rooted and grounded in truth. Galatians 2.20 and others. I have already been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who now lives in me. And the life I now live in Christ, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me and loves me so much. Come on. Right? That, that, that is a reality. This is truth based in reality. This is hope based in reality. So I have been accused... Right there, right in front of me. Right. Right there. Well, you know, I've got to add some, because this, this, was, this was my download. I have experienced great pain, heartache, disappointment, loss, and death. This is the ones I forgot. Betrayal. I'm going to be honest with you. Even being a pastor, there's a level. You want to better have a little bit of a backbone, and you want to pastor people, because you will experience Betrayal false accusations, and you'll experience personal confusion. But in light of that, nothing compares. Nothing in this life... Oh, this was a good one. See, this is my, my extra download for the day. Nothing in this life can rob me of my bliss. Ha! 
<laughs> Nothing in this life can rob me of my bliss in Christ Jesus, my Lord. I'm not skipping through life like an ignorant, unaware person. I'm just like, hey, you know what? In light of this, these are, these, uh, you're going to have to put up with stuff. You're going to have to deal with stuff. I find it amazing. Honestly, sometimes I think we are crazy. Because I'm with people. How many people love camping? How many people love camping Labor Day weekend? Awesome weekend, right? Last summer. Friends, camping, plans, Friday. We're all going camping. And the truck breaks down. And we're like, oh, God, the truck breaks down. We're camping. My plans are ruined. The weekend's going to be a wash. We were going to do steaks, campfires, and s'mores. <laughs> How could my bliss be robbed over the truck being broken down, robbing me of my life? <laughs> Take a missions trip. Go see the world. We could be in our backyard with our cheesy little fire pit and we're living like kings. But I mean, sometimes we're like, oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, my cell phone stopped working. I've been dealing with Verizon for two days. Life is hard. And it robs me of my bliss. Oh, my goodness. So in Christ, the reality is you're completely forgiven. You're completely loved. You're completely, uh, you're completely, I can't read my own writing. Oh, righteous. You are completely righteous. So I got a few things I do want to do. Hold on. We're going to. my mind, the dots, you know, Ralph there, the dots, hoping for a clap. <laughs> and it happened. No, 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 I'm only teasing. I, I was not even hoping for a clap. <laughs> but this was something that happened to me, literally, how many of you, I love the phone, I mean, I, I'm, I'm into the new stuff, I'm into it, I mean iPods, iPads, telephone, you know, I, I, got a, I got an Apple, I, mean, I, got, I got the, the Mac thing, I got, I, mean, I got the phone. I mean, I love it. I'm just telling you, I am an adapter. I'm going to be 58 in December. Older people who don't jump on, you are missing out. I'm just telling you. <laughs> jump in, jump in. But I'm driving, one of this day this week, I'm just driving. Oh, and this is good. Ben, ben, Ben's with the kids. Crystal, tell Ben about this one. Because this is a prophetic something that I'm going to release that Ben shared on Wednesday night. We were at a leadership meeting, and this was so good. When you say yes, that's when you get the download. I'll chew on that for a minute. You're going through something. You're asking the Lord about some things. You might be even in a challenge. There's something going on in your life. And sometimes what we want is we want the answer. What God wants is he wants to say yes. Okay? He wants the yes. Because here's what happens. When, when your heart and your spirit say yes, boom, boom, release, download comes. Amen. It comes. 
See, and I'm not saying he's not a good father and there's a condition to his release. I'm just telling you, when you do the yes, you'll get the download. Ben talked about that on Wednesday and I wrote it down. It's powerful. So I'm thinking about this. I already said yes. And even yes to what I was going to release today. And all of a sudden, I get a download. Pull over, got the phone. Boom, boom, little speaker. You got to hear myself. I'm, I'm like all into myself on this phone. Ralph, this is really good. Take this. This is powerful. I'm talking to myself. And then I got scripture now. So watch. We're going to kind of land the plane on this, I think. But watch. Remember the heartbeat here. Think on these things. Think on these things. There is a transformation that happens by the renewing of our minds to the word of God that becomes a reality. Because we're transformed by the truth of the word of God that becomes a reality. My roots are secure. I can handle, I'm being honest with you, I can handle a force hurricane. I've faced it already. And I will come later. It won't mean I won't be, but I'll tell you what, I will not be destroyed. I will be rooted and grounded in his love. There'll be some stuff to clean up, but I will be secure. Because I am firmly planted in the true realities of what he's done, what he's doing, and what he will continue to do. So we are citizens of heaven. Don't forget that. We are citizens of heaven. Philippians 3.20. You know, Jesus was sent by the Father, and Jesus sends us into the world. John 20.21. What I love about it is these scriptures will be on the internet, right? John 20.21. As the Father sent me, I send you. That's a reality. And again, it's going to be somewhere else. I hope I find it, but I'll just say it now. We are not running away from anything. We are not trying to escape. We are stepping up into. See the difference? We, are, we as the body of Christ, as a saint of God, as a powerful believer in Christ, we are not running away from our assignment. We are fully running toward it knowing that we have an impact and a mission on this earth, and I am stepping up into it. The upward call of God in Christ Jesus, forgetting what lies behind, I'm pressing in, I am moving forward with confidence, with boldness. Boldness is contagious. So this is a reality. Because there's so much white noise and static. Man, you've got to tune in. Oh, there it is. There it is. Just as the Father sent you, Jesus, you send me into the world. I'm not afraid of the world. I'm not afraid of the devil. Why? All authority. Matthew 18. All authority has been given to me, to you. We have all authority. The devil has no authority on the planet. Now look that one up because what you're going to say is that why do we see manifestations of evil? Because Jesus is still putting, got his neck right about there and he's putting him right under his foot. And now the body of Christ, the church all over the planet gets to demonstrate the kingdom of God. But I'm telling you for 2,000 plus years, Jesus has been winning. Jesus is winning. 
That's a reality based in truth. All authority, Matthew 18, you've been commissioned. No one needs commissioning papers. You have been commissioned. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And Jesus declared in Luke 17, 21 that the kingdom of heaven is here. And I get it. I'm not, Jen, please. I'm not any, any Christian artist writing songs. I get it. But we're not waiting for the kingdom to come. If you like this language, is there an open heaven? Because if we have three prayer nights in a row, we're going to open the heavens. Heavens are already opened. The heavens are opened. The kingdom is here. And guess what Jesus said? Well, guess what the prophet Isaiah said? Of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. That the Son of God came. He came. The Father sent him. From that moment, the kingdom was established on earth as it is in heaven. He said, I better go home to be with the Father. The Holy Spirit's going to come. He said we would do greater works than him, based in reality. So the kingdom is here now. So if you're waiting, stop wasting time. Of the increase of his government, there will be no end. This adds to my bliss. If, if this, this adds to my bliss Shake. I poured, I'm taking all these Bible verses, putting them in my blender, and I'm like, whoa! I'm like, this is bliss. The kingdom of God is advancing on the earth. And now we are part of an army, co heirs with Christ. Oh, this one, this one. Could have called this anything. John 15, 5. You know what he said, John 15, 5? Anybody? He calls you his friend. Poo! Bliss! He calls you his friend. 1 Corinthians 3, 9. He called you co-laborers. John 1, 12. He called you sons, children, sons and daughters. Advancing the kingdom of God. You want to think on things? Take them scriptures, write them on a piece of paper, and think on those things. Because the word of God will renew your mind. It will transform you. How many of you know the Holy Spirit is alive and well? How many of you know the Holy Spirit is a comforter and a teacher? We have a hope that is real. Again, just a few more scriptures. 1 Peter 1.3 Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. If he didn't raise from the dead, why are we even here? Says Paul, our faith is, what's that word, fancy word, fruitile? What was it? There it is. I don't have to say all the words right. We get hope. Speaker humbles himself, not afraid to ask for help from the audience. <laughs> right? I don't have to know everything. When you're, when you're enjoying bliss, I'm just a tiny part of the piece of puzzle. Right? But man, I'm part of the puzzle. 
And I, you know, like, I, I don't have to know everything, be everything, do everything. Thank God for that. But there is joy of salvation, the bliss of the gospel, joy to the world. The Lord has come. Jesus is alive in me. I'm getting crazy here, but I tell you, I couldn't stop writing. I am rooted and grounded, unspeakable, furious love of God the Father. His affections toward me are incredible. I have been sent into the world to be an ambassador of love. I'm going to properly, perfectly reflect the heart of the Father to a generation of people. All those I come in contact with, my desire is to properly represent the heart of God the Father to them. I'm being transformed. My mind is being renewed. I'm a citizen of heaven. Here's the one I was looking for. I like the way I wrote it better than I said it. We are not checking out. We are stepping up. Okay, Bethy, we're doing little one-liners. We're calling them our wannabe Bill Johnson one-liners. <laughs> Pastor Ralph, sermon today. We are not checking out. We're stepping up. Yeah. We're not leaving. We're not afraid. We're not powerless. We're not little wimpy wimpies. We are powerful. And that should make you come alive. It should make you know who you are. It should make you want to live. <sighs> Got some good stuff here. It's just, it's, right? It's too good. Okay, we're going we're gonna to end right now. Heaven is declaring, the frequency of heaven is declaring. Remember I was looking for that page? Frequency is the rate at which the vibration occurs. It's the rate of the vibration. You realize that there are so many sounds. and I mean, it's too, I, I'm not a quantum physics ray use guy, but poo! You know, like, like sound, frequency, waves from heaven. It's still coming. A glorious, victorious church. It's a frequency. Powerful saints of God empowered to change the world. This is rooted and grounded in biblical reality. Don't fix your eyes on this. Fix your heart here. Okay? The devil's a liar. Do we have to be told that? The devil's a you-know-what. I don't want to get too crazy here Why Steve's gone. I heard you said the F word. Yeah, I said fun. I said fun. <laughs> I said fun, but the devil is a liar. Put it together. <laughs> He's a thief, a robber, a stealer, a killer, a destroyer. Jesus is the giver of life, promising us abundant life. Jesus is alive. So we have confidence. We're moving forward. Think on these things, okay? Okay, I want to close with this. I want to close with this because I didn't know, I didn't know Jen's list, to be honest with you. Um, and how many of you know, to be honest with you, I want you guys, it's, it's fun to get up at five in the morning because I got to tell you, I get up at five in the morning and I can't stop writing. The challenge for me is trying to put it together. The speaker humbles himself and shares a weakness.
Speaker starts to experience unspeakable bliss. Starts flowing. Starts flowing through the whole Jenner congregation. Oh. <laughs> I would like to ask us to just, you know, sometimes people do the, we just stand with me and receive. How about could you sit down and relax? Because... Because what I saw the Holy Spirit doing was, see, all these are just words unless what happens? The Spirit of God comes. And the reality is he does shift things. He's moving and he breathes on it. The Spirit of God breathes on his own word. I could take the Bible, it could sit in the corner. It's living, it's alive, it's active, it's powerful. But man, it's just sitting in the corner. When the Holy Spirit comes and he breathes on it, and all of a sudden, these things become a reality. We're changed, and we're walking in them. And no one can steal us anymore from us anymore. So I saw the Holy Spirit of God literally igniting, putting fire in our hearts that we would walk in these realities. Because there is work to be done. Hear me. I'm not saying everything's perfect. I'm saying the kingdom's advancing. But there's work to be done. There is ground to take. There are new levels of kingdom life to participate in and enjoy. The victory that we have, we need to live it out because our desire is to, trans, to see a transformed life, a family, cities, and nations. An abundant life provision has been made, it's complete. Now we have an invitation to participate in this life. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to us that we are going to be a body that's going after the more. The more is, God, we want more. We want to see more, experience more, hear more, do more, impact more. We're a body that's going after the more. And here's what the Lord said to me. It's important for you to say, where am I at now? Where are you at? See, where are you at personally in this thing? And you guys know this idea of a watermark. You know what a watermark is? You know, watermark, if you don't, you know, there, there, there was a flood 35 years ago, and that was the watermark, and we could still see it. But the water has diminished. And a lot of people are praying to hit the old watermark. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit wants to blow that old watermark away. He doesn't want to do something former. I mean, I, I want to, he doesn't want to, the Holy Spirit's like, I don't want to do what I did 30 years ago. He's like, man, I want to blow that thing away. Yeah. So where is your watermark? And then I got, this is how I want to close today. Simply pray and ask for more and have a, have a tenacity in you that you won't settle for less. Okay? So right where you are, sit Father God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to breathe on these words. You're going to ignite hearts. Father, there's somebody out there that's been battling for quite a while. They're going to say yes. Then they're going to receive this amazing download. And Father, this bliss, this unspeakable joy, the good news of the gospel. Father, where it's been dormant or even 
has been stifled because the frequency hasn't been properly attuned in. I pray, Holy Spirit, you tune us in. Realities based in truth, anchored in, hope is anchored in biblical reality. Father, bless the congregation this morning. Bless the saints of God. I pray more than anything, Father, that they would know your love and know your heart. And just bless them. Just bless them. I love hearing testimonies. I love hearing how God's working in your life. Please call me, talk to me, let's do coffee. But I love hearing how the Holy Spirit is working in you. So Father, just bless the saints now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We really hope you enjoyed this week's message. Please join us again sometime. And be sure to check out our exciting resources at newhopecom.com.